51 years ago on April 6th, 1972, there was a massive fire in the city of Doraville that we're revisiting here as part of Assembly Week on ATL Vault and AtlantaNewsFirst.com. The Triangle Refinery fire lasted for three days. Um, you know, several uh, unfortunate fatalities and casualties, and we are talking today with Valerie Biggerstaff. She is a blogger and a columnist for Happen Media, uh, who, who owns the uh, the Dunwoody Crier, one of Metro Atlanta and in town Atlanta's foremost long-standing uh, journalistic icons. And Valerie, I came across. I'm going to do full disclosure. I actually remember my parents and grandparents taking me up Buford Highway in 1972. We were at a distance, and we saw the the huge black billowing clouds of smoke that just hovered over Buford Highway in Doraville. So I'm one of those people. I have a vivid memory of it. You covered um, the 50-year commemoration of the fire, for Appen Media and several other publications. You came across just some fascinating details. Can you, first of all, just tell us how the whole thing started? How the fire started? Mm-hmm. Um, yes, my understanding um, from talking to several people and to the firefighters who were there is that one of the tanks, Triangle Refinery tanks, overflowed and some of the um, gasoline went down a through a trench that should not really have been open and flowed into the yards, the yard of a house on Doral Circle, which was directly behind the refinery. And it came in contact with a pilot light in a house and there was an explosion. And then that explosion caused fire to reach back to the tanks and caught the tanks, at least one of them to start with on fire. And then it just spread like from there. Yes. Well, I mean, it was apparently was a very large um, explosion and fireball and smoke. And although I did live not too far away in 1972, I don't remember much about it. And my family did not ride over and get a closer look. I was um, a student at Henderson High School and lived over on the other side of the school at that point off Briarcliff Road. But another student that I spoke with from Henderson High School who was working at Winn-Dixie and Embry Hills, um, so he was along Shambly Tucker Road at Embry Hills, he said he could see it from there. He could see the smoke when and he saw he was there the day that it happened. So uh, there's a lot of people that have very vivid memories of the explosion and the fire and the smoke and not just the uh, visual part of it, but the, the smell of smoke. And some people even said they could feel heat, you know, from certain distance, even though they were not right there, right next to the fire. Where was the Triangle Refinery located? Um, it was in Doraville and along 
Winter's Chapel Road. And there's, you know, it's still, it's still there. I and understand it's owned by Petroleum Corporation now, am I correct? I'm not actually familiar with that. Um, I'm not familiar with that. I have driven by there in, you know, last year and recent times. And some people I spoke with said that they ride by there with their children sometimes, um, you know, going when they're headed a certain place, that direction, and they'll tell them the story of the of the fire. But the the street behind the neighborhood was most affected, and that was Doral's circle. So the refinery was in a very close proximity to residential neighborhoods. Is that correct? Yes, uh-huh, it was. And there was, the well, I guess it would make sense a railroad would be right next to it, but there was railroad. And according to um, Lieutenant Boozer, who was one of the firefighters there, they had to run some of the um, hoses under the railroad tracks so that for a while the railroad traffic had to be stopped until they got hoses under the tracks and then they let it resume. But and it did go on for three days, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. And my understanding is that two people died. Um, now, I may not be correct on that, but I believe one Triangle Refinery employee died and one person who lived on Doral Circle died. Was there ever any concerns or worries that this would spread into the nearby residential areas? Were any, were any, was anyone evacuated? The, um, the people on Doral Circle were evacuated, and people who lived along Tilly Mill Road were also evacuated for a time, which was very close by the Tilly Mill Road on um, on that side, not more on the Dunwoody side. But there were evacuations. Some people uh, were evacuated to nearby schools. For a day or two, the uh, the General Motors plant was one of the most foremost employers in Doraville at that time. Mm-hmm. In your research, were there ever any concerns that the the automotive plant would be impacted by the fire? I don't believe so. From talking with the firefighters, and back to your question about neighborhoods, it seemed that they really were more concerned with the adjacent tanks um, catching fire. And they did. It started with one and then I believe two and three both caught fire, but they were, their focus was to keep it from spreading to the other tanks. And so they just had, you know, everyone in DeKalb County and other fire departments came in as well. And then they brought in some special, um, Lieutenant B- Boozer told me about special foam that they used to try to help put the fire out. It's the same kind of foam that was used for, and may still be, as I don't really know, but it was used at oil fires, you know, like at oil pipelines and uh, in Texas is where the, the phone was used before they brought it here to help fight that fire. 
But I don't believe there was a concern. I mean, they may have been concerned, but it it stayed there and they were able to contain it within Triangle Refineries, other than the damage to the adjacent neighborhood. And let's talk about those adjacent neighborhoods and the damages. The fire is eventually contained after three days, but that wasn't the end of the story for all the people who were evacuated. When they returned home, what did they find? Well, there was uh, one home that was completely destroyed. And then one person that I spoke with um, who lived there, he was a child at the time, his family was evacuated and came back and their roof was damaged. And uh, he told of how there was a big wheels sitting in the backyard that was melted, but their their home in general was okay. And they came back um, to their home. But then from there, there was more to it because there was uh, a fight, you know, as far as all this damage and the, uh, the cost that was going to be involved to make repairs and the concern that insurance companies were not going to want to insure those homes anymore. So the, the homeowners I know uh, kind of went to battle with the city and, and tried to get, make sure that they were restored financially. In talking with, some of the people who were impacted by the fire and and in in your articles that I read, one of the most vivid memories was just the smell of the smoke and and how it it just lingered for unbelievable periods of time. Talk talk a little bit about that. Yes, there were were a lot of people who um, remembered the smell of the smoke and um, the way it looked. And of course, some people said they could feel the heat. And some people, some people who remember were students in schools that seemed kind of far away. But um, for example, Montgomery Elementary School in Brookhaven, um, students there remember being able to see the smoke from their school windows. Um But yes, the smoke is a very vivid memory for a lot of people. And those who remember the fire well, it's just, it's, it still seems very fresh in their minds. You know, they remember it. It's vivid. And I remember that it happened, but um, like I said, I didn't get a, I didn't really get a view of it from where we lived and was probably off in my own little world as a 15-year-old. <laughs> Why do you think that even today, 51 years later, people still remember it? Why? I mean, was it just such a, a vivid, catastrophic event? What is it that's made the fire part of not only Doraville and DeKalb County folklore, but also just Metro Atlanta? I mean, it was a major fire and a lot of other fire departments were brought in. Everyone from DeKalb County, other than a few firefighters who had to be 
on standby in case something else happened during that during that time. They were all at the site and the descriptions of the firefighters of how they were all um, on these deluge guns with um, trying to put the fire out and the heat for them was almost unbearable. So they had to take, they had to take breaks. They would have to work for a period of time and then go. They had read the Red Cross game and they had a tent set up with food and a place for them to cool down and rest before they went back on the fire um, to fight the fire. But I think just because it was so large and it was the biggest fire, you know, that a lot of people remember. Um, and Lieutenant Boozer in particular, who was, you know, retired from DeKalb County Fire Department and some of the other firefighters I spoke to, and they just all remembered it as the biggest and most difficult fire that they ever had to deal with. We are wrapping up our conversation with Valerie Biggerstaff. She is a columnist and blogger here in Metro Atlanta. Tell us, uh, tell us about the past tense GA.com uh, blog that you run. Yes. Uh, well, I started my blog in 2020. Um, I also I still write for the Dunwoody Crier history articles in a column called Past Tense, but um, my blog just gives me an opportunity to sometimes write on subjects that might not fit with the Dunwoody Crier. Um, and I do, I include a lot of the same uh, topics between the two. But sometimes I'll write about some things that are a little bit more from my own personal experiences. For example, I recently wrote on my blog about uh, being a seventh grade safety patrol. Uh, member and going to Washington, D.C. So this is a very, you know, just something that a lot of people who were in Georgia and were patrols, they went on this trip and it was just a, a memory. So I like to I like to do some of those stories sometimes. We encourage all of our listeners and viewers to check out Past Tense GA.com. Thanks to Valerie Biggerstaff as we're wrapping up this edition of ATL Ball, talking about the very uh, famous Doraville refinery fire of 51 years ago, April 6, 1972, part of our continuing coverage of Doraville and Assembly Week here at ATL Vault and AtlantaNewsFirst.com. Thank you.